What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the First Offense Story. I'm Nikki Centracchio, and we only got three more weeks until I set out to Charlotte. It's going to be the fastest three weeks of my life. 21 days, I got to soak them all in because this is probably going to be the last of my days for a while of just having any extra time to think and relax, I guess, but that's already kind of going away because I'm so concentrated on lining everything up to move everything like that. My my weeks are just filled with things I have to get done. Honestly, it might be more busy, not busy, but more all over the place now than it's going to be when I get there. But that's how I want it to be. I want to get there and just be able to work and work on first repents and not worry about anything else. So yeah, I've just been loading my days up with things to do. Monday, I was, I wanted to test out my plow make sure everything's working right, and then list it, try to sell it. I might have trouble selling it because of the time of year, so I may have to come up with a game plan for that. But anyways, me and my little brother went to put it on, my little brother Garner. You have to kind of drive right up to it to get these pins to click into like part of your frame on your vehicle. So I could line it up somewhat, but then we would put one pin in, and what it would do was it would put pressure on the other one, and we couldn't get that one to go in because it was kind of off balance. It's hard to explain, but anyways, I thought that if I put a jack under it and jacked it up a little bit, it would we could kind of control it and set it into the pins, set the pins into the the frame better. So I went, and I didn't have a jack, so I wanted to ask my neighbor for one. I figured just like a simple vehicle one would work because the plow is really not that heavy it's made out of plastic with some metal so I went to ask my neighbor who's been my neighbor for pretty much my whole life and I figured it's only going to be a month until I move I should probably tell them I'm out so I I told them I said I'm moving to Charlotte to work for a NASCAR team and they said you have a job and I said well no I have a job working at FedEx that I'm going to be transferring because I already work there and I'm going to carry it over into Concord and then I'm going to work on getting a NASCAR job and the they looked kind of like sh- not shocked but like a little like confused as to why I didn't have a job yet and I mean this makes sense because pretty much everyone I tell I kind of say with certainty that I'm going to be having a NASCAR job and the first thing I think people think of is oh it's competitive I mean like it's a big sport it's on TV and everything you Only certain people get these jobs. And that, I mean, it's understandable. But a lot of people that I know ask me if I have a job. And then they're a little, like, iffy after I say no. So I I figured if all these people I know are asking me, do you have a job, and they're surprised when I say no, then everyone listening to this podcast, or at least a lot of people listening to this podcast, are wondering the same thing. So I know in my gut this is the right decision for me or like if I'm just like my instinct tells me this is what this is the absolute best thing to do but if you ask me I can't articulate it and explain it to you which is weird because you would think you think you fully understand it but then you can't put it into words so it got me thinking I needed to figure out exactly why this is the best route for me And here's the thing, if I was going to get a job before I leave, if I was going to start applying, start sending in my resume, I would be fully convinced and sold on myself that I am going to get a job because I am 100% capable and the right person for this job. Maybe I don't get the first 
couple that I apply for, but I'm going to d- accomplish what I set out to do, which is just get any job in NASCAR. So if I wasn't fully sold on this idea on myself, then I would either fix that and get sold on myself, or I would just completely reconsider what I'm doing. So I'm fully sold on myself and just my ability to be valued in an asset to a race team or to NASCAR. So why wouldn't I just move there to pursue getting a job when there's so many benefits to moving there physically and getting this job as opposed to staying in the comfort of home and doing it that way? There's just an endless amount of benefits that I'm going to talk about now. So yeah, I may underestimate what it takes to work for a NASCAR team or to just work for NASCAR and how competitive it may be. But if I just go there, it's going to leave me no other option but to figure it out. And yes, I, I fully believe in like my work ethic, being reliable, being having the ability to learn and figure something out and do the job well. But I'm more sold on my ability to just figure it out and adapt when my back is against the wall and I'm left with no other options and that's kind of what I'm trying to that's the position I'm trying to put myself in and this this all kind of came from something that happened to me in seventh grade and this is important because this is kind of put me on track to make the decision to move so seventh grade I joined this new soccer team I was doing really well and after a tournament one day I think we actually won the tournament or we might have lost, I forget, but I'm almost positive we won, and I got an assist, we won like one nothing. so after that tournament, my dad got an email, and it was an invitation to his soccer camp in Taunton, Massachusetts, I'm from West Springfield, Massachusetts, it was from U.S. Club Soccer, and basically 40 kids or so, maybe less, I'm not, I don't remember exactly, but either way, a select amount of kids from all over the country, Florida, Texas, places like that were going to get sent to this camp and do training, but ultimately a few kids were going to get selected to be on a team, which was then going to go to Europe and play against teams out there. So it was kind of like a tryout. I immediately knew that it was like a super good opportunity, but I was also nervous. I think I was going to go either way. Maybe my parents forced me. Either way I was going, there was no way that I was going to pass up on the opportunity because it's probably like a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It was like fully paid for and everything. So, of course, I ended up going. I got there the first day. We had one training session, I believe. It was super intense. I mean, I had been in some really hard trainings, but this was so fast. Like, the coach would just scream at you (laughs) if you messed up and everything. And I was tired from just, like, emotionally, like, being left to my own devices, staying in a hotel by myself with kids I never even knew and everything. So I kind of honestly struggled at first. Like, I remember texting my parents and being like, these kids are way bigger than me because they were actually in eighth grade when I was in seventh grade and I was small for a seventh grader. So the first day was rough and I wasn't going to leave. I couldn't have just gotten picked up. So I had two options. One was to either I guess be a baby about it and just kind of hide and struggle through the whole thing or I could just embrace that it's hard and just figure it out so the next day I didn't like think like okay I can either play 
just figure this out or be a baby about it. I thought the only option is for me to figure this out and play to the best of my ability. So the next day, it immediately was a little bit better. I played a lot better. I was like, I didn't even know I could play this good, honestly, because I was, when I was in this situation where my back was against the wall, and I think this this is what happens is it wrings your all your capabilities out of you, everything that's required of you to be able to do a good job. So what ultimately was happening is I was learning that I was way better at soccer than I even realized I was because I was playing at the time when I was playing at my training or in games. I was I was doing well, but I didn't even I wasn't in an uncomfortable situation enough to push myself to the next stop. And this is similar to what I'm trying to do with moving to North Carolina because staying training at home training on my team making it comfortable is like sending in a resume from home it's easier and it's not uncomfortable but it doesn't force 110 percent effort and to be resourceful and everything like that and moving is like going to the camp it's going to be hard i'm not going to know anybody and it might be like a punch in the face when i first get there but if i have no other option but to figure it out then chances are I'm going to learn a ton about myself and what I'm capable of, and it's just going to push me to work harder. So like I said, that's kind of how I look at it from a mindset point of view, I guess, like a philosophical way of thinking about it. But there's also a ton of just literal reasons why it's a good choice. So the first one, the biggest thing is just how close I'm going to be physically to the people that can hire me, the person I can get in front of me get in front of that can hire me right then and there this is the thing there's a million resumes probably going into all these jobs from all over the place and the fact of the matter is my resume is probably average among all of them like there's probably some that are a lot better than mine college all that I didn't go to college or anything and yes my podcasts my jobs that I've worked my eBay shows work ethic and some of my good traits but the real way that I can show my true value, I, it can't be written on a piece of paper. I need to be there and I need to prove it. And that's not to say that I'm just going to get there, walk through the door and start working to in a race shop and prove it like that. But what I can do is that the first commitment is to take the risk in the sacrifice of moving. And then what I can do is I can just leverage that into meeting someone or getting just the lowest possible job I can then prove what I'm capable of, show initiative, and make my way up to the job that I want. Ultimately, what this is doing is it's just giving me all the variables that go into what I'm trying to achieve and putting as many as I can possibly get a hold of into my hands. Rather than trusting someone to get my resume from me to the person that can hire me, I can just skip the middleman and go straight to the person that can hire me. And then rather than hoping that someone reads my resume and they're like, oh, this what an amazing worker, let's hire him, I can go and show it myself. And it was actually funny because I think an example of this kind of happened to me this week at work. It's maybe on a one-tenth scale of how small, much smaller it is than what I'm trying to do in North Carolina, but I still think I, there's something to take away with it. So When the boxes get destroyed at FedEx, we take them to quality assurance and they get repaired and they get new labels and everything. And I'll go over there, I'll bring a wrecked box and I'll just fix it myself because I know how to do stuff like that from my eBay. And it's pretty simple. I just take the initiative to do it. So the guy, Joe, who works over there, 
sees me doing it and he always says thank you and we go back and forth so i brought a box over there the other day that was like completely blown up and he kind of made a face like he was sick of so many boxes and he was joking but i said i can fix this i know how to do it and he just said oh no don't worry about it i'm just messing around and then he asked me what my name was i told him and he said well the guy that helps me over here is actually leaving so there's going to be a position open and i want to give your name because i like what i see and this job would have been a really big step up from what i researched about it online just googling what the what just everything about it and i didn't mention that i was leaving in a month because i figured just see what happens maybe they can train me and then i can carry it over to the next one but whatever i'll just see what happens and he gave my name and they he eventually said i can't it will it's gonna take me months to train you so unfortunately it's not gonna work but my point is of all this is that I'm sure there was people that were there longer than me. There's people more qualified when it came to a resume. And then there's people online that you could find that are more qualified. And I think I'm the most qualified person. I'm not saying that I'm not. I'm saying that their resumes and things that they've done may be better looking. But I showed that I was willing to take initiative, take on responsibility, figure stuff out on my own go to work on time every day and work hard and I don't think you can read that on a resume so the fact that I guaranteed that for him before he even hired me is what helped me get that opportunity and if I can just emulate that in North Carolina at a race shop then that's all I need to do really I just it's the initial step of getting in the door and what's really good about this is if you compare FedEx to NASCAR say the quality assurance job is like doing something involving social media for a NASCAR team I'll know what it takes to get there and I can work towards that because I'm physically there seeing it I'm not at home guessing and sending in resumes hoping that I'm gonna like the job I can go there figure out what job I want and work towards it this may be a lot more challenging and just harder but it's more beneficial and that's enough of a reason and even if I'm wrong about it being beneficial, being physically there, even if I'm completely wrong and in, in over my head, it's just going to teach me a lesson and I'm going to learn from it, which is invaluable when it all comes down to it. So I can get down there. I can start to pursue this immediately. I don't have to worry about other people. It's all in my own hands. And yeah, there's a little bit of chance that goes into it, but I'd rather just increase my odds and play them over and over again until I succeed. So my back's going to be against the wall, but it's going to force me to talk to people, network, sell myself, and just learn what it takes to bring value and be useful to somebody or a company. And the last part is, the funniest part is, I'm just living in a camper in the middle of North Carolina, so it's just going to be an experience and entertaining for everyone else to watch unfold. So I hope that answers a lot of questions, but... Until this even happens, until I get down there, there's a long road ahead, things that I have to do, and that's pretty much what I've been working on. Tuesday or Monday, I got transferred to the new FedEx. My HR lady actually called the one in Concord, and she had a the HR lady in Concord had such a thick southern accent that's how I knew that it's almost time, and it felt like really crazy. I guess that it's happening, it made it feel real. So that literally took me like, I I gave her 
I told her Concord. She called, filled out a paper, and I was. They called me and said we accept her transfer like instantly. So, FedEx is like a really good company for this. Everything's been really smooth so far. I mean, there's some sacrifices you have to take, of course, like working weird hours and everything, but it's worth it. The other thing too is I need to get my own health insurance, and I'm going on the FedEx one, which is just one less thing I have to worry about, and it's really good as well. So if you can listen to Spanish music while moving boxes for five hours straight, then it's a great job. And <laughs> the funniest part about the Spanish music thing is I'll, it'll be all Spanish music, and then you'll hear the beat of, like, an English song. They'll start singing. It'll just be a Spanish remix. It's just all Spanish music. I literally get Spanish songs stuck in my head, and I don't even know what they mean because it's just playing so much. And it's just blasting full volume, not all day. I'm not even complaining about it. It's just funny. It's definitely an experience. I bet the one in Concord is probably going to be exactly the same as the one in... It's in Chicopee, Massachusetts. So yeah, everything's going smoothly with FedEx. Another thing that happened Friday was a little bit of a rough day, but we rallied back, came back strong. I got in my truck at in the morning, like 4 o'clock. And the check engine light was on and the stable track light was on. So stable, I don't know what the hell it's called, but it just kind of triggers when the check engine light comes on, something like that. I read about it and I pulled out. I thought, oh God, something's wrong with it, but it's fine. I'll just drive it. And the whole, my whole truck was like shaking. So I almost panicked a little, but I watched a YouTube video and it pretty much came up all as the same thing in that it wasn't too big of a deal and that I could drive it. So I drove it. Took it to AutoZone. Put they have these little scanners. I plugged it in, got the check engine light red, and they put it in their computer and print you out like a diagnostics diagnostics thing. And it said that there was a misfire in cylinder seven, and I feared I could start with just changing the spark plug real quick because that would kind of eliminate that, and it's so fast that then I could just move on to the next thing. So. I also forgot that there was a firing order. I would have just guessed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in that order, like starting in the top left of an B8 and made my way down. So I would have gotten that wrong. But there's a firing order. So I figured out which one was cylinder seven, pulled the spark plug out, sent it to my dad. He said that it was oil fouled. So I put a new one in it and it immediately fixed it. So that was just like a good test for what I might have to deal with when I move, just being on my own having to figure it out and not panic and it was a big easy fix but I learned how to change a spark plug it's pretty straightforward classic YouTube video method and then just do exactly what that says and just apply what I already knew about cars so that was almost bad good thing it was just a quick fix I've been also condensing my eBay listings since I only have 20 days I really want to get everything sold in 14 and then ship it out or say I don't know a half a week before I'm leaving then ship it on that Friday or Saturday I really don't want to be like selling stuff and then having to move and that just be I couldn't even get it done so I just gotta close out the eBay shop temporary temporarily before I can set it up in the camper I'll just mark down prices and then kind of combine listings so if I have two shirts listed separately I'll list them as a lot or if I have five shirts listed separately I'll list five shirts together just stuff like that I think I'm making solid progress I just I make a list of priorities every week I try to bang out a few a day 
sometimes I get overwhelmed with it, but I'll just make another list, do some stuff off it, or cross some stuff off of it, and then move on to the next list of priorities. And I don't think, I mean, there's some things I would change if I could do it over, obviously, because how many times you move across the country randomly, it's hard to get everything right on the first try, but I feel really good about it going into the third week before I'm out. So I'm not sure if I talked about this last week, but I said that I wanted to apply to a few jobs before I even leave. I decided that's not a good idea because there's so so much of my focus is on moving right now that I don't want to be trying to look that far ahead in the future when I haven't even figured out, I haven't even gotten there yet. It's just, it's not going to allow me to put my best effort into the job search and I I don't want to half-ass apply to jobs because I'm so concentrated on other stuff. So I'm just going to wait. I'm going to start working at FedEx. I timed how long it takes me each day to work on First Surfence. So just my Instagram videos and posts and my podcast for the weekly NASCAR podcast. So I have a general idea of how busy I'm going to be, I'm gonna, how much I'm going to be working eight hours a day plus an hour to two hours on First Surfence material and that's just helpful because it also is going to allow me to cut that time a little because since I'm tracking it I can I can track it again this week and try to cut the time down a little bit and just be more efficient so I just want to work finish moving and do first or fence stuff at first nothing else so the biggest thing this week is just trying to think and write down what I need to bring what I need to get done at the last second right before leaving like I want to get an oil change right before I leave I'm gonna schedule that maybe some clothes and then just some food like I want to just buy a million boxes of pasta just survive off pasta and peanut butter and fluffs just roughing it at the food is honestly gonna be the least least of my worries I really am not gonna care what I'm eating as long as I'm eating and not starving to death because I'm gonna be so concentrated on everything else my budget is going to be so tight. I'd rather just sacrifice eating good food than anything else. I, I'll just live as minimalistic as possible as long as I can make my podcast and pay my bills. So I'll try to make a list of some things I can bring. Start compiling that a little bit this week and next week especially. I want to get like all my paperwork in order, like my truck title, birth certificate, all that stuff. It just, if I can get it organized, it's one less thing I have to think about. And it's just a quick, easy little thing. And then I just want to keep condensing my eBay, selling other little miscellaneous things. Nothing too crazy. I want to get a AAA membership for down there because they're like regional. And it'll just be good to have, especially because I'm going to be on my own at first, not know anybody. So if anything goes wrong when I'm down there, I got AAA, even if I just lock my keys in my truck. It's always good to have. I think these next few weeks won't even be as busy as these previous few weeks have been because I I got a ton of stuff done these past few weeks, so that's good because I can just relax. It feels weird. I mean, I feel ready to go. You would think I'd be more nervous about it and everything, but I feel like it's time. I'm sure it'll all hit me in a couple weeks because I've been here for 21 years and I'm just driving 12 hours straight living in a camper in the middle of Mooresville 
everything's going to be different. And, like, it's impossible to even imagine what it's going to be like. That's what's so weird. That's why, like, when I heard the lady's southern accent, it's like going to another planet. I mean, you can't, it's the culture and everything is going to be so different that for me. Even though I've traveled to places like this, it feels so different when you travel, never mind completely live it. So that's what's going through my head. Tonight, there's the all-star race at North Wilkesboro, which is a couple hours away from Charlotte. Probably not going to watch because I have to wake up at 2, I think, and it starts at 8. And I don't even think I've missed a race in, like, years. But I'm willing to sacrifice watching it on TV now because if I do that, then I can, if I don't watch it, I can have a good night of sleep, which is going to carry into the rest of my week rather than being behind. I wouldn't miss it if it wasn't for the greater cause, which is to be there in person, not watching on TV. All right, so the first defense story continues next week. I'll be only two weeks out in a week and I think I know I'm doing something right because these weeks have literally been flying by so fast and time always flies when you're having fun staying busy jamming it jamming my weeks with stuff to do and it's only going to get more insane once I get down there I hope everyone liked this episode it was kind of like chapter two if you haven't listened to the first episode which is more of just like a it's more, what do they call it, when you start reading a book, that little, those first couple pages to give a little context. Whatever that's called, that's what the first episode's called. So please listen to that. And don't just skip to the first two or this one. You could skip to this one and miss the first one, but I know you should listen to the first one too because I talk about where exactly I'm going to be living and everything like that. So that's going to help paint the picture of everything that's going on. All right, T-minus three weeks. I would say 24 hours from now, in three weeks, I will be in my camper, in the first defense grinder facility that I'm just going to turn into a workshop. Anyways, I hope everyone liked this episode. I hope you have a good week and a good Sunday, and I'll see everyone next Sunday. So, peace. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it if you made it this far. It means a ton. And see you later.